Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy game day. Happy Wednesday. Happy game seven day. It's been years, Gordon. The, th- the thrill of victory is going to be unbelievable tonight. I can almost taste it. Uh, and uh, well, please describe what you're feeling, Jake. Uh, I've been I suffering. Think our listeners would love to know. Been a suffering fan for years. <laughs> years. Been how, on, how, how many years? Been on board been this, suffering? this Montreal Expos train for a long time, Gordon. And my fandom will culminate tonight. The thrill of victory. I know you can't identify. I know. I know you don't get it because you know you're not a fan, and except for the Rams and the Lobos. But I know you haven't Those been Lobos. there. But you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but tonight is gonna be our night, Gordon. We will 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 win the World Series tonight. It's funny how more how much more passionate you you seem to be now than I've ever heard you before when it came to your spos. You just haven't been paying attention. <laughs> No, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, well, tonight. Uh, I, I think the odds are in your favor now. Do you, you really? Yeah, nobody ever wins at home. Apparently not, which has is, is just been bizarre. That's got a snap tonight, probably, right? See, this is Look at me you. looking on the down, you know, on the... The uh, what glass is half empty side, although Scherzer, come on, baby. Yeah, I mean he missed a start, so he's plenty arrested. But Granky's really good too. Houston's loaded. This has been, uh, you, you know, what paying attention to baseball for this split second moment in time has been really fun, actually. Should every pitcher be on the available list for this game tonight? Austin and I were talking about this before the show today. I I I think so. Like Cole has Cole has two full days rest, so you couldn't start him. No, you can't start him on two days rest. But can you Randy Johnson him out of the pen? <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, there's a good chance of it happening. He's going to be playing for someone else next year anyway. Mine's up that arm while you have it. Ruin his arm. <laughs> it's all right. Not your arm anymore. <laughs> Is he for sure? Oh yeah, he's going to be an Angel or a Yankee. It's a done deal, pretty much. I don't think there's any way we see Strasburg tonight, though. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about uh, about JV? What are your thoughts on My him? My thoughts on him? Yeah. He's just terrific. <laughs> Let me ask Mr. Baseball. Verlander. Oh, JV? Who who calls Justin Verlander JV? Oh, come you, on. Get with it. I don't know. About? I didn't know. That's why I, I, uh, he's great. Javier Vergado. Any good? <laughs> Such a great pitcher can't win in the postseason. Nothing well, new. I what don't I know. know, but what the, what what's with that? I don't Clayton know. Kershaw, same deal. Yeah, Clayton yeah. Kershaw way worse than Justin Verlander in the regular season. No, 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 no. I mean, in the in the post, like oh, like I know his they, woes are way. Both, he's been there more. Right. Well, they both have a reputation of, but at least Justin Verlander, what he won a World Series with the Tigers, right? At least I mean. He's had more success than uh, than Kershaw. His teams have had more success. He has not. Kershaw's had th- uh, multiple Cy Youngs, has he not? I believe so. Oh, and, Kershaw has, And yeah. I think Verlander has one. I'd have to check that, though. JV, as it, it, it were. It, it's just weird 
that uh, how is pitching different in the postseason than it is in the regular season? I mean, do you think the nerves get to them, or do you think it's been situational, just bad luck? I don't know, man. He's one of the greats. Know. I've never, I've never really managed baseball, but uh, I, I don't know why it would be so different. Other than why is Mike Conley struggling right now, shooting a shot that he's shot for eleven years in? Yeah, the but uh, yeah, but this is just uh, a very small sample size. His Verlander struggles in the postseason have been going on for a while. Now. I think you get in your head a little bit. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's got to be the explanation to a certain extent. Also, right? if you're up there at the plate and you're facing a guy who you know has the postseason yips, you're feeling pretty confident you're going to be a better batter in that situation. True. And you yeah. are getting the other team's best each and every night. It's almost like saying you can do a four or five interview and then not answering your phone. Ah, Frank. Hey, if you know Frank Dolce out there, you know, it's... Hope he's okay. Yeah, we do. actually that's a good point because Frank is usually Mister Reliable. We hope Frank's doing all right. Yeah, you don't Somebody make, check you don't want to make fun of him publicly and then have, find out that you don't know. make fun of anybody. Uh, just maybe last week we overdid it with the Red Baron stuff. I don't know. <laughs> we did hear a plane in his interview last week. <laughs> that way, and it was very loud. So anyway, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're uh, we're keeping an eye out for Frank Dolce. What do you think about this weekend? I asked Dennis Dodd about it. Gordon, uh, the Utes going to Washington. The, uh, the Ducks going down to L.A. to take on the Trojans. The Utes need both road teams to win, desperate, in, well, a, in a desperate way. And I, one game comes after the other. This, like, yeah, Saturday yeah. is going to be an amazing, amazing day for college football. Well, you, you never know, obviously. I mean, there are so many variables going on here. The Utes obviously have struggled up in Seattle, but the Utes are the better team. So I, I have to go with the Utes winning that game. I have to. The other game, I I heard PK say earlier that he has, he, he, he didn't he say that he thinks he's more confident that uh, that Oregon's going to win that game. Uh, I didn't hear PK say that, but that that's I'm not, not sure. un, that's not unreasonable. I, I, forgive Oregon's me, really PK, good. if I'm uh, misrepresenting what you said, but the point is, SC is going to be tough at the Coliseum. I, I think that's going to be difficult for Oregon, but. Ute fans have to be rooting big time for the Ducks. And uh, think about what a shame it would be to have one of the all-time great Utah teams not make the championship game because they stubbed their toe in September, on a Friday night in September. Wow. It'd be a huge bummer. I mean, we were talking about it. Yeah. An 11-1 run would culminate in a Cotton Bowl uh, berth against SMU. SC is dangerous because they have those athletes that we talked about when the Utes played them, and we've talked about them a lot. And so there are there are some variables there that are difficult to really predict how it's going to go. Um, so, uh, but the but the Utes have to hope every bit as much that Oregon wins that they as they themselves winning. Uh, I think the Utes are going to get that game. Uh, up there, I I am not, I am not as certain about the Ducks. Uh, if USC beats Oregon, Gordon, I would assume that they go on the road and beat Arizona State. Now, yeah. within the Pac-12, yes. you know, there's there's certainly no assuming mm-hmm. anything, but I would guess that they go in and get that win. And we saw Cal 
with we saw the, what the Cal's East got no Cal. chance against USC. No. Forget and, about that. And that's at Cal too, but it doesn't matter. But and the it, rivalry game, I have seen. Remember that one year when the Trojans lost? It was the first year that Urban Meyer won a national championship, I believe. And because there's no way his Gators would have gotten into that championship game if USC hadn't lost to UCLA. Yeah, Carl Durrell. So somehow figured it out. So just like what? So in those games, it's it's really difficult. And US, uh, UCLA in particular this season, <laughs> I mean, just about the time we all thought they were Who dead knows? meat. Who knows? Yeah. And Utah still has to play that UCLA team. Yeah. I would, I would certainly heavily. At least they get that game at home. Where, where's the uh, UCLA-USC game this year? Do oh, you know? I just closed. I think I it's mean, at UCLA. Yeah. Well, the Rose Bowl uh, No, no, no. It's, it's at the Coliseum. Yeah. But, yeah, does it really matter? Yeah. Just which part of L.A. do you want to play the game in? It's not like the Rose Bowl is uh, on UCLA's campus in Westwood. Did you see the, the crowd at kickoff at the Rose Bowl last week? Yikes. Was it empty? Oh, my goodness. Was it empty? <laughs> it's a big building. <laughs> was it empty? Somewhere the AAF is like, boy, that's a small crowd. <laughs> Stanford's crowd might have it might have actually been worse over the weekend. Well, yeah, that wouldn't be surprising. Attendance. John Wilner wrote about this not that long ago. Attendance in the Pac-12 overall is not terrific. Now, Utah is not does not contribute to that problem. But there's some other places out there where people are not going to these what games. What do you mean? There are probably more people in the Rose Bowl than there are at Rice-Eccles. Not last weekend, you brother. sure? 46,000 in the Rose Bowl can look paltry. Well, listen, I, I didn't count everybody head by head in the photo that I saw, but I felt like I could have. We could probably look up. Mr. Know-it-all in there would probably know. Oh, don't what, give what me the, official the, attendances. The, the, don't, don't give me any of that. You know as well as I do uh, how much what do you that mean Utah plays that game as well as anybody does. Seriously, last last week on TV, you, all game the the corners were obviously not feel, filled, and I'm assuming they announced another sellout. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. uh, but on the other side, we've had this discussion before. We don't need to go down this rabbit hole. I'm not even saying that critically. If somebody wanted to not go to that game and sit in the cold, you wouldn't uh, blame. I'm them. not really blaming you. It's eight o'clock, eight thirty at night, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. That stinks. Freezing rain or whatever. That was what two weeks ago against oh, Arizona it? State. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't blame people when when you can access this game at, in the warmth of your own recliner you bought from the warehouse. I did that just today. Did you really? Yep. Did you seal the deal with? Yep, uh, got it done. Yeah. Did you? Our boy, uh, our boy Tom or Race. Uh, who are you talking to down there? Yeah, Race. He Race helped us out. Tom hooked us up a little bit too. And uh, uh, let me just say, saved about four thousand dollars. Did you really? getting it from them instead of the place that uh, I originally saw it at? Yeah. I want a recliner. I'm pretty jealous. This was a whole sofa. This is a whole yeah. sofa. Mm-hmm. They have the recliner have in it. Of it that recline. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We know where Austin's going to be spending his. Uh, that's his, his, his weekend. That sounds pretty good. I'm right about there. to so, cancel so my much gym for yard work. <laughs> 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 that ain't happening. But think about that real quick, and uh, we'll talk about uh, the Utes and the, and the Huskies in a sec. But think about that real quick for your college football pleasure this weekend. You have Utah in the early game, which is awesome. Yeah. And then you have USC Oregon directly following, and you can flip back and forth with USC Oregon and BYU Utah State. I, I talked to my wife today. We're getting out the fryer this weekend. <laughs> we are. We're going to make some blooming onions, <laughs> and we're we're going to hunker down for a for a fantastic 
afternoon slash evening of college football. I'm actually really looking forward to it. The Jazz don't have a game. What so, are you going to do if Sadie wants to play with you? Uh, <laughs> I'll find something to, to participate with her. It, it, no, it, what if Sadie comes up and says, Daddy, play in, the, in her playroom or in her bedroom? You're going to say what? I'm going to try and distract her with something else that could be And she's insistent. Done. She says, Daddy. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? I'd probably go uh, go do that because she her attention span is about three minutes. So I, <laughs> I know it's not going to last long. Well, you could always go back and... and or pause it. But yeah. then, you know, then, I mean, the wife wants to watch it. <laughs> okay, I'm just... But I'm serious. What a, spot. I'm genuinely very excited to watch college football yeah. on Saturday. Well, it has like that's some, a, that's it a has, fun lineup. It has some meaning. The conference for the Pac-12 is pretty much on the line, and then you've got uh, a, a local in-state rivalry? Yes, please. Anyway. How much luster is off that BYU-Utah State game, though? None. I mean, because you don't think so? Well, uh, muster as opposed to what? I mean, I, I, I still think there's plenty of desperation on the line. Uh, I think that it's fairly evenly matched, actually, where maybe at one point we didn't think it would be. And I think there's BYU losing to Utah State three years in a row. Yeah. That's unheard of. But it's not like, I mean, the high bar isn't that high. It's kind of like neither one of these teams has really uh, soared this year. I don't know if Kalani has to win out to save his job, but I think there's a chance Kalani has to win out to save his job. And him not beating rivals has been a big kind of sticking point Mm -hmm. with him, something people have pointed to. Yeah, I I think what you said earlier, you know, the the two straight losses to the Aggies and now a third, you add that to it, uh, that would not look great on the resume. No. So I think there's a ton on the line. But that loss to Air Force on the part of Utah State, that was abysmal. Yeah, and I mean— We haven't talked about that because I wasn't— with you on Monday, but that, that, that's just that's just that, that was uh, that was uh, it, it was it was uh, it, it, Utah State betraying itself. Now Air Force has looked good on defense uh, on occasion this year. I'm, I'm not taking anything away from that, but Utah State should be above that. Well, I'll say Air Force is good. They're a good football team, yeah. but there is no excuse to getting stomped like right. like Utah State got stomped. But okay, so let me ask you this question. And I don't even know where I stand on this per se, but how much heat should Mike Sanford Jr. be getting? Because you're handed an NFL quarterback. I mean, maybe that NFL quarterback doesn't take a step forward, but. Yeah. But how fair is that to have a guy come in in the first year when, when you know, let's, it, 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 all the weapons weren't there that were there a year ago? I agree. And that should 100% be considered. Mm-hmm. But Jordan Love has not been good this year. Yeah, and I would expect, if, if I'm the Aggies, I'm going to run the football against BYU. And oh, yeah. They've got those running backs. So turn them loose and uh, see what they can do. See if BYU can, can hang with, uh, with that run game. And uh, Jordan Love, obviously, Jordan Love's a, a terrific quarterback. I mean, things may not be going 
just so for him this year. And but I, uh, I, I, I still am high on him. I, I am as well, and that's why I'm asking about about Mike Sanford Jr. Here's here's one thing I said on Monday, Gordon, and I, I would guess that you'll agree with me here. And this is why maybe it's unfair to Mike Sanford. The offensive line is so bad. How can you expect Jordan Love to be great or these other things to be going so well? When And that's what was most telling to me about the Air Force game is that Air Force should not be dominating the line of scrimmage, specifically on defense, against pretty much anybody. I mean, they are outsized by everybody in the country. There's no way that, that, that a defensive line should be running over an Aggie offensive line, and they beat the crap out no, of them I know that, but every, done, all they, game long. They've done that to other teams earlier this year, though. But you're, this was the uh, that offensive line we talked about it before the season ever started that that was a real question. They're all young, yeah. But so. but I mean, how much can Jordan Love do when he's he, he's running for his life? I mean, that's that, a bit that's of an not, issue. For that's not helping. Yeah, and just like the Aggies on the other side of the ball, where uh, the, the Air Force's offensive line, line dominated all game long, and they ran for what was it four hundred four hundred fifty yards or close to it. I mean, Aggies have got to toughen up. Yeah, that, That's one thing, though. They're going to be really motivated going into this BYU game because they showed terribly against Air Force. Do you think there was any distraction with that, or do you think that's uh, overrated? Distraction meaning what they're looking forward to their rivalry game? Oh, so not like personal distraction. No, no, okay. no. Got a rocky relationship with the because really, just like uh, Ute fans say about when Utah plays BYU, same thing for Utah State. The Mountain West games are really more important than a rivalry game, although it's hard to convince fans of that. I don't know if I buy into that, just because it's tough to overlook Air Force because it's such a unique preparation week, right? Yeah. You know, it's you have to focus so much on preparing for that option. That assignment is, sound for isn't that a tough game to kind of overlook because it's just so unique in the way you have to prepare for it. And like we said, Air Force is good. Yeah, if they're going for a Mountain West Conference championship, yeah, you gotta. That's a really important game. So I guess I would be surprised if they overlooked Air Force, but they kind of played like it. So I don't know. Well, we'll see because I earlier today I went through all the Utah State statistics. Uh, and statistics, who will put them in their place and whatnot. But they're really rather mediocre. Yeah. I mean, nothing really stands out as far as them. They, they've been outgamed, you know. They've been outproduced by the teams they've played. Now, they've played some – this is the other thing. Uh, they've played some tough competition. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it's amazing how uh, you might struggle a little more than you typically do. You mean going up against LSU ain't easy? Is that what you're saying? And this goes back to our old discussion from many, many years ago, that when you play better teams on the reg, it is much different than just dominating a bunch. You're the king of nothing when you're beating a bunch of patsies. I'm looking across the uh, the window at Austin. We uh, Frank's okay? Uh, More or less. Did he just uh, have a, a brain fart? Uh, that combined with uh, he was otherwise detained by something or someone that he would prefer not to have been detained by, is but he, had no he, way of out is of he it. In jail? I don't need use your imagination. You're using I'm, the word detained a lot. I, I just he was uh, otherwise occupied <laughs> when he would rather have been with you guys. I see. Okay. All right. Well, Frank will join us next. Yeah, if that bean burrito does better, okay. I don't know. Oh, well, if that's the case, I, I tease that wasn't I it. Well, uh, really? Yeah, no, it wasn't. You're not going to tell us what it was. I, it would get. I, I don't know. The, yeah, I can't. 
but he will be up here next. Frank will join us next. Okay. Joining Bel- us, and bourbon. Joining us now in studio from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our good friend, Andrew Reinhardt. And Andrew, we love it uh, when you come in because you really do. You help our listeners uh, with their lives. I mean, this is a big part of life, and, and you help them get it back on track. We do. Um, guys struggling with erectile dysfunction, that's the topic. Uh, and it can wreak havoc on relationships like so many guys know. And so many guys out there listening maybe right now that are suffering in silence. It's the guy and his spouse or partner. They're the only ones that know. Um, and they'd almost rather not take care of the issue. They, they'd rather continue to suffer than ever have to do anything about it. Um, our new treatment called acoustic wave therapy is so cool. It's not medication. It's clinically shown and FDA cleared to increase blood flow in this part of the body. This is a blood flow issue. Um, so if you've got ED guys, there is a solution. You can eliminate the side effects, and we can get the spontaneity back in your relationship. Yeah, because I, I didn't realize this, but the, the other treatments for it have huge, huge downsides. Yeah, I, I don't see many guys that come in that the pills are still working after a certain amount of time, and just about everybody has bad side effects, at least a headache. Um, they start out taking one pill, they're taking four or five before they know it, and you know soon they, it doesn't work at all. All right, here's the number to call, 801-901-8000. Get on the schedule, 801-901-8000, and uh, get on the schedule because uh, you've got a great deal for our listeners today. Yeah, call in right now if you're struggling. Um, We're going to do an initial analysis, an exam, and a blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor to have you analyze. See where you're at, see what's causing your ED. Normally $300. Call us now, guys. It's totally free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000. Andrew, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, more of The Big Show. Frank Dolce joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Riley Jensen joining us, college football insider. When you can run the football the way the youths are and then be surgical in your attack in the passing game and play this kind of defense, it's really scary. This is as good as I've felt about the Utah team since 2008, maybe even 2004. It'll be interesting to see if they can continue this in the Pac-12. And if they do, I'm willing to give Utah the rating of maybe the best Utah team that's ever played, maybe the best team in the state of Utah that's ever played if they're able to finish out five, six more games like this. All signs are pointing to that they could do this, and they look really good right now. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. It's a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is my favorite Bob Dylan, but out of all the Bob songs to choose from, it's a weird, strange version of this song. Uh, that's okay, yeah. Didn't even know it, Gordon. I know. I was like, who's this? He's like, who's this, this is yours. And it's like, what What deep track My favorite is this? band of all time. Anywho. This, uh, this song was written for a movie, by the way. Was it really? For, uh, uh, it's called like uh, but, uh, Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett. 
Oh, really? Where Chris Christopherson was Billy the Kid. Okay. Anyway. Did you see that uh, Joe Girardi says that the Phillies will not have a facial hair policy? I, I've never understood that. I, I, I don't get it. When you're a professional athlete, who dictates whether you can have facial hair or not? The Yankees? I mean, I, but why? It never made sense to me. Well, why does BYU do it? That's a good question, too. Because people that don't. at least has religious overtones somehow. This, what, what, what difference does it make for a professional ball player? It's it's the same reason for it all. It's because people don't like hippies. <laughs> Beatniks neither. People don't like hippies, Gordon. And you know what? Uh, Steinbrenner back in the day was like, I don't want people looking at the New York Yankees thinking, look at these hippies. That's that's the reason. Hippies. It's hippies. I mean, but but there are people who are the exact opposite of hippies with facial hair. But beards, I mean, beards were worn by great men throughout history, right? And, and Jesus every, have a and beard? women. And, and everybody thought it was 100% normal. Then Jesus the, had a beard. Then the Prove hi- it. Then the hippies get a hold of it, and all of a sudden it's taboo and, and unprofessional. I'm telling well, you, so it's, you the, it's the that, hatred of that, the hippies. No hippies so, at BYU. So the, the, the 60s really ruined it for ruined everybody. Ruined beards, yes. So if, 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 the, if the beatniks in the 50s and the hippies in the 60s hadn't tried to for, gone for social change the way they did, then everybody at BYU and everybody on the Yankees would be wearing beards Could right be now. wearing beards. How old and is longer the show? Hair. All right. Out the to, beatniks. Out to the, well, that's uh, when it originated. Right. How did the Sprint special guest line we go? Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Frank Dolce with us, our Ute Insider. Uh, Frank, did the hippies ruin beards for everyone? <laughs> yeah, probably. Have you ever, probably the hippies. Have, have, you, have you ever worn a beard, uh, Frank? Uh, Frank? Yeah. Frank would look good yeah. with a beard, I think. I had a, I've had a beard uh, until about three weeks ago. And now I'm shaving it more closely. I go through these phases of, you know, my own personal NHL playoff run where I wear a beard for some period of time. And then I just get tired of it. So I'll shave it off and try something else. Do you understand these restrictions that professional athletes can't can't wear a beard? I mean, why? I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. Why would that be? Why would there be a restriction on that? Uh, Jake, I because told the hippies you, ruined the it. Hippies, they ruined it. Now the connotation on beards is something that had never been in the history of mankind. Hmm. All right then. Anyway, there have been some great people. There have been some great, <laughs> some great beards. Who, yes, there has been some great beards. They, yeah. and, and then the hippies come along, and everybody now thinks that you're you're like a disheveled mess if you, know, you have that, a beard. That Abe Lincoln, yeah. that Abe Lincoln, he suffered from character issues, judgment issues, right? I mean, he he was not of high character. He he could that that ne'er do well. You know, we we brought Frank on to talk football oh, and, yeah, and right. not necessarily beards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Frank, this weekend, it can't be understated how important it is to Utah. Not only do the Utes play the Huskies, but Oregon goes down to take on the Trojans. Uh, huge ramifications to that game as well. But give us your feeling going into Washington. How confident are you uh, the Utes can handle their business? 
Well, I'm fairly confident. I mean, Utah's, Utah's played Utah's played really well so far, and the defense has played extremely well. Now, I think it's a different test this week, um, but if you kind of look at some of the common – I mean, it's not it, – you can't it, you can't completely line up the two, but, you know, how did Washington play against Cal and how did Utah play against – I mean, there's some some similarities here and there. But I think the way that Utah has played, uh, especially on the defensive side, is is really significant and really meaningful. And uh, but but I will say this: when when Washington played Oregon for a significant majority of that football game, I thought, oh man, Utah, this is this is the one. You know, this is the one that you have to be at the very pinnacle of, of your game on both sides of the ball uh, because Washington has that, that kind of talent. So significant, significant test. Utah, it's like I said earlier this year, any team in the Pac-12 is beatable any given Saturday by anybody else. I mean, I think that's been proven out. So uh, this, this game seems like it you know, has the potential. It could go either way, but, but I feel like Utah has the – the stuff to get it done this weekend. I agree with you as well, Frank. Uh, I believe that, but but how difficult is it to everything else being equal? How difficult is it to play up there in Seattle? It's tough. It's a great facility, by the way. It's a great scenic venue, and the crowd is fantastic and loud. I mean, there's. A, I think that's a really good home field advantage. And. Um, the, the the one thing I would well I'd say lots of things about this but there is one thing I'd like to mention about this game is that Utah's going into more of a so, so Utah's played against freshman quarterbacks the past couple weeks and they've been able to light those guys up and they've played against on the offensive line they've played against two freshmen playing left tackle lined up against Bradley and I and in one of those games they played against a freshman right guard lined up against Lecky Fotu. And, uh, and and Utah was able to, on the defensive side, just completely rattle the passing game for, for, for both of those teams. And, and Utah's been pretty good at that most of the year. But, but I think you, you, all of the conditions were in the favor of Utah in, in, in those games. Now you're looking at a situation where you're going up against a senior left tackle and a left tackle that, that is probably going to play on Sundays. And then you're, you're, you're lined up against a senior center who is ranked number three in all college football centers to play at the next level next year. Uh, so there's a significant issue. And then you have you know, upperclassmen across the, 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 the rest of the line of scrimmage. So there's an issue. And, and then you're facing a junior quarterback who seems uh, – not only is he more talented and more mature – and has more tools than the guys that Utah's faced the last couple of weeks. Uh, he, he has a lot of weapons around him. He has a terrific running game. And Salvan, Salvan Ahmed is probably my second favorite running back in the, in the conference. He's terrific. He's good in, in between the tackles. If he gets to the outside, look out because he'll, he'll take off. He's durable and he's fast and just seems to grind out yardage. And you have at least three wide receivers that are not on the level of USC talent, but in the top three talent-wise in the Pac-12. And a really good tight end 
and um, and a really good concept of what they want to do on the offensive side. So it's to me, it's a very winnable game for Utah, but but there this is a game where the margin for error becomes really thin. Frank Dolce with us, talking Utes here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. How how important, well, let me put it this way, Frank, I'm a little concerned with Tyler Huntley's health. Heard it estimated, and who knows, but he was around 70% for Cal, and he's made himself so important to this football team. Um, how much, I guess, how worried are you that uh, he's not going to be able to give the performance he needs to? Well, I think that's a, I think that's a really big concern. The way that Tyler Huntley played his his sophomore and junior year, I think you had more confidence that in a situation where he went out, you'd still have success. That was much higher. But this year, he's made himself – it's just really difficult to replace him. You saw what he did, you know, when he, he went out of the game and Utah's kind of muddling around. They get to a fourth and eight, fourth and nine situation, and he comes back in and he hits a fourth and nine pass for a first down. And the way the, the area where he's improved is is the ability to throw the ball downfield, the ability to manipulate the pocket with small movements around the line of scrimmage, uh, and keep his eyes downfield and hit passes that he was just running away from two years ago or and a year ago, and that. That is really – I can't tell you how difficult that is to learn and trust and execute on the field, especially when you're a guy who for the entirety of his football life has been able to simply rely on his athleticism and just be better than everybody else. And so he's, he's, inc- he's incorporated this part of, his, of the game, passing game, that just makes him – man, he's just been really good. He's really he's – a, he's a difference maker. And so, you know, I would still take uh, an 85-ish percent Tyler Huntley over anybody else, uh, you know, on, on the staff um, because of all those things. But, but that issue with his health, I think, is really concerning because if he is not able to finish the game, then I think you have to say that there, all of a sudden there's a, a big advantage for Washington defensively. Frank, we had Dennis Dodd on earlier, and he said a Utah win over the Huskies really won't move the needle much. And I think that is true nationally, but locally, this is a big deal from the standpoint of the huge struggles against Washington in the past. Uh, you mentioned some of the athletes that uh, the Utes will be facing on the offensive side of the ball, uh, but the, the the bigger question is how good is Washington. I mean, they have three conference losses already. I know. And the thing that worries me most about this game is, can you imagine a Washington team with four conference losses? Under the Peterson era, it just seems like that is a, that's, that's such a, a, a rarity. That's such an, an uncommon occurrence. Like everything would have to go the wrong way. For, for a Coach Peterson coach team to take four losses, especially the teams, you know, that, that beat them. It, it's so strange. So that issue, that issue alone has me a little bit concerned, like Washington fighting for their lives. And I know Utah is doing the same. Like there's all of these great and wonderful goals for Utah ahead of this game if they can get through it. 
um, and that's significant. But but Washington playing at home, trying not to take a fourth loss, I, I, I that that is that's an over. I think that's an overpowering circumstance. And so, as much as I as much as I like the matchup and like things about the matchup, and where I think Utah has some advantage, um, it's really hard to overcome uh, a team that feels like they have their backs against the wall. Frank, thank you very much as always. We appreciate you coming on. We'll be listening to you this weekend uh, doing the pre and post. Absolutely. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Frank. Frank Dolce, former Ute quarterback and, of course, our Ute insider here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Okay, so I think between the topics that we blindsided Frank with last time around and then with the beard talk today, I think we 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 shook him a little. I, I, no, I think I think Frank is is versatile. I think he can roll with the punches. <laughs> He's a veritable sure. Renaissance man. He can go whatever direction you want to go. You can get into hippie beards all day long. <laughs> all right, stay tuned. We've got the Not Sports Board next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Last night, that's why you got Boyan Bogdanovich. He made the critical plays at key moments. You wanted something different in terms of a strength that you have as a team. He brought that strength, and I thought it made the difference between winning and losing. Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay deserve as much credit for that win as anybody. And I know it's game four, but this particular wrinkle in the game was as big a reason why they're 3-1. and one. Chris Paul, who I don't agree with or stand for anything he usually believes in or stands for. Yeah. And he said last week, Bogdanovich is going to end up being the most under rated signing of the entire NBA and so far he may be right he might be the most underrated signing so far and it's been four games but he's won two of them for the Utah Jazz in my opinion Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network check this out and now you're not sports report on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one uh, is Gordon's favorite band, The Beatles. This is not my favorite Beatles song, that's for sure, but it's fun. That's a good song, though. Uh, it's time for the Not Sports Board, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at lhmusedcars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? We're going to uh, Joe Ingalls' homeland, Australia. Okay. How would an Australian say Australia? Australia. <laughs> okay, that's where we're going. All right. So the story is from ABC News Australia, and it's from the New York Post. But apparently a woman in Australia uh, had a boyfriend. Okay. And they dated for a while and seemed to have a good relationship. And somewhere along the line, she uh, she did uh, lend him a thousand dollars. Okay, <laughs> I think he paid like three hundred of it back. But uh, over time, suddenly one day, he disappeared. He was killed by a biker gang. Jeez! And he owed 
money, apparently, to certain people who he shouldn't have owed money to beyond his girlfriend. So his mother informed the girlfriend, who is identified in the story as Rachel, mm-hmm. that her son has been murdered by this biker gang. So the girlfriend is, you know, shook up by this, uh-huh. obviously, but uh, asked no further questions. And then a few years later, she was at a local restaurant. Why are you smiling? <laughs> because it's this so is weird. a horrible story. Well, wait, I'm not oh. done. So she's in a local restaurant, and she runs across ex-boyfriend who happens <laughs> the to guy? be there. So dun, the, dun, the, dun. Bike, the biker gig was not very uh, <laughs> thorough, <laughs> not very effective. So actually, there was another encounter where she thought she recognized him as well, but uh, at a different restaurant. But this time, she was face to face with him. And said along the lines of, wow, it's been a while. <laughs> and she brought up, uh, as she would, the uh, the $700 that he ran Still, out oh, with. Yeah. And he said he had no recollection of that. Mm-hmm. But it's bad enough. Have you ever run into an ex-girlfriend somewhere? Uh, I have. Was it weird? Was it, it uncomfortable? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you could say that. Austin, have you had that experience? Yeah. And what happened? We are out of time. <laughs> no, just what happened? Ex- ex- you know, describe. The-, the, the good news is I look a lot different now than I did then. She didn't know it was me. I was selling something online on like KSL Classifieds or whatever, and she was the one that showed up to buy it. Uh, she showed up at your house to no, buy it? No, we met at, no, I'm not oh, stupid. Oh, okay. I don't meet strangers at my house. <laughs> We meet at a parking lot of, of public note somewhere. What do you do if you're selling a sofa? What do you, why? I mean, could you haul that out? I mean, don't you have well, to? Well, no, then then you have to be stupid. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Do you want the story? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So uh, I saw her pull up, and I, and I really needed to sell this thing so I could make rent that month. <laughs> and so there was no real option for me. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do But we went through the whole thing. I kept expecting her to be like, hey, hey, it's you. She never even noticed it was me. Well, you guys and were I got close. Away with it. It, okay. How All long right. did you date her? We uh, we went on probably, what? no, 12 or 13 dates. Oh, really? So she didn't three or four months. On. Really? Yeah. Three or four months and she didn't recognize I you. look a lot different than I, I did then. I realized that you probably had a little more on top back in the day. but Not the, just that. Really? Didn't recognize you? Wow. Huh. Was she blind? No, Austin doesn't care for the blind, actually. But, although, <laughs> okay. the manufacturers of blinds. And, uh, yeah, usually only blind people want to date me, so. That right. reminds me of that, uh, that old... Uh, Urban myth now we've about done the it. guy at the door, the the, the 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 knock at the door, and the woman hears the knock and she's she but she's naked because she just got out of the shower, and she goes, "Who is it?" And he says, "Blind man," and so she figured, "Okay, he's blind." So she, he op- she opens the door and she's buck naked and he's standing there with blinds to be hung. He got his act together real quick. Anyway, wait a second. So the hey, whole look, Gordon just one up your drop. The, no, Austin, always. You notice that? The, the, the whole, always. The whole point of the this whole issue is that it would be awkward to run into an ex, or it could be potentially. That's a good story. Why? I don't think I can top that. Think about how awkward it would be if you had been told that your ex was dead. It would be very awkward. But he's alive. 
Um, we have some breaking jazz news coming up right around the corner involving Dante Exum. Stay tuned for oh, that. Wow. But joining us now in studio, the man, the myth, the legend, Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And uh, Andrew, you're helping our listeners with their love lives. We are helping with their love lives. You yes. ever run into an old girlfriend? Uh, uh, I'm you? sure that's happened. Yeah. Was, was that <laughs> awkward? No pleasant <laughs> memories from that. <laughs> All it's right. Never I'm a sorry. Good thing. <laughs> yeah, but you're a huge success these days. So you get a, you know. Yeah, that's right. I'm right. the ED guy, yeah, everybody. Right. Right. You know? exactly. <laughs> you have to catch the gun away. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are. We're helping a lot of guys. Um, this new treatment has been a lifesaver for so many men struggling with ED. Um, it's The relationship is so affected. The guys come in and oh, embarrassed and, and they feel broken down because when this part of your life falls apart, it, it has such a big effect. Um, it's been cool to see guys get really good results when they failed with so many other things like the pill like injections, uh, hormones that haven't worked. We get them back on track, spontaneity in the bedroom. Who's a good candidate for this sort of thing? Anybody that's, that is noticing that things are slipping in the wrong direction in the bedroom, particularly if it's still early. Mm. If you still have partial function left, um, I, I hate to be a fear-mongering guy, but it doesn't get better. So now's the time to take care of it because if I worked at the ER, people would come in and they'd heal and with ED, you know, you don't get better. So get it taken care of early. It's so much easier now than later on. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. And you've, uh, you've got a great deal for our listeners, taking all the risk out. We are. And we know guys are hesitant, um, so we try to make it as pain-free as possible. Call us now. We'll do an initial assessment, exam, a blood flow ultrasound. It's essentially an analysis of you with the doctor. A lot of guys come in and don't want to do the treatments or don't have the intention to take the treatments, it's totally fine. Take advantage of it. It's normally $300, totally free to come in and see where you're at. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right, we're talking jazz next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. People are asking me what the biggest difference is with this team. I could go on and on and on about the defense. The biggest difference is Tyler Huntley's development as a quarterback. I will reiterate this to everybody who loves to tweet at me after a Utah State game. Yes, Tyler Huntley is the best quarterback in the state. Yes, he is. And it's not even close. And I think that that's what's taken Utah to the next level because they've had the defense. They've had the run game. This is a new level with Tyler Huntley and his quarterback play. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.